Welcome to Living the Messiah's Love. I'm your host, Kamisha Lucier, and thankful to be in this new year with you, my brothers and sisters in Christ, and thankful for this time in the Word, studying how to become a warrior of God. We are still in our basic training series, series, and we're in the Intro to Spiritual Warfare class. Today, we're going to talk about the target of our warfare. And my beloved is here and so thankful to the Most High God for you, not only as my husband, darling, but also as my brother in Christ, but a co-laborer and someone who is willing to share the wisdom and the anointing that the Lord has given you with us. Well, I appreciate hallelujah. you, darling. And thank you. You're welcome. Thank you, honey, honey. You're welcome, honey. All right, let's get into some prayer and then let's get into the word. Amen. Heavenly Father, we thank you. We love you and we bless your holy name. And we just readily acknowledge that you are the great I am, that you are more than enough and that your love, your provision and your anointing and your guidance is sufficient to get us to the place you have for us to be, but also to guide us and to teach us and to raise us up and edify us and strengthen us to become who you desired and designed us to be. We thank you, Lord Jesus, that your name is unstoppable and there's nothing too hard for you. And we thank you that your blood, Lord Jesus Christ, is impenetrable and unbreakable and is sufficient to do all the work that the Father has assigned it to do. We love you, Lord. We thank you, Jesus. And Lord, I just thank you for my my brothers and sisters in Christ, the listeners to this podcast, Lord. I thank you for the fruit that is being produced in their lives and that the fruit will remain and it is remaining. And I thank you, Lord, that all who partake of this study, these lessons and these episodes with us from a pure and sincere heart, that they will see the fulfillment and the finishing of their faith according to your good pleasure, Jesus Christ, and they will reach the desired designated destination that you have for them. We thank you for that. We bind every attempt and attack of the enemy and we command it to fall dead to the ground and be unfruitful in the almighty name of Jesus. And we cancel every wicked assignment against them in the almighty name of Jesus Christ. And we release you, Holy Spirit, into their lives, into this podcast, into these episodes and into the lives of your people right now in the almighty name of Jesus to bring to pass the will of the Father without hindrance, without delay and without diversion. In the almighty name of Jesus, we pray and we just thank you, Lord. We celebrate you and we praise your holy and wonderful and mighty and almighty name. In the almighty name of Jesus, amen. Amen. All right. So the target of warfare is what we're talking about today. So who or what is the target of our spiritual warfare? This is something that we have to make clear ahead of time so we're not operating out of sync with the Lord and out of his divine plan. The answer, the short answer is the target of our warfare is principalities, powers, and rulers of darkness of this age, spiritual wickedness in heavenly places, and the unseen atmosphere around humans. That's the the sole target of our spiritual warfare. It's not the Godhead and it is not people. We are here to follow in the footsteps of our Lord and destroy the works of the devil to enforce what he has already done through his death, burial, and resurrection. But keeping the target 
clear. So you could kind of think of it in this way. If, if two governments are fighting a war, are the civilians the target of that? <laughs> Absolutely not. Absolutely not. In fact, not. there are certain treaties and agreements, the laws of armed conflict uh, being one, that clearly defines what is a combatant, an active combatant, and mm-hmm. the criteria that must be met for them to be a combatant, and vice a civilian. Amen to that. So, we are God's people, and the earth is the Lord's, and the fullness thereof, the world, and they that dwell therein belongs to the Lord. But there is a an adversary, a combatant, a terrorist Absolutely. occupying the earth in the unseen realm that we are here to deal with. So let's read our springboard scripture, Ephesians 6, 11 through 13. I know we've talked about this before, but we are going to, this is basic training or drill, <laughs> depending <laughs> on what branch of service you're familiar with. But this is time for to, us to drill in and establish these core principles that will be with you throughout your walk with Jesus Christ. And they are absolutely vital and essential to your effectiveness in the mission that God has sent you on. Amen. So Ephesians 6, 11 through 13 says, Put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. For we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this age, against spiritual hosts of wickedness, in the heavenly places. Mm -hmm. Therefore, take up the whole armor of God that you may be able to withstand in the evil day and having done all to stand. Amen. Glory to God. So just a little bit of history about um, the, the writer of this book, the Apostle Paul. If you stood, spend any time studying in Acts, you can kind of get a, an aerial view mm-hmm. of his life from the point of him persecuting the church till um, his journey to Rome. And in this, um, in the book of Acts, you can see his walk with the Lord, his conversion, his walk with the Lord, the areas that he faced um, opposition and difficulties. And I'll say the trials that he endured and went through as he was walking with the Lord and following Jesus Christ. And initially, he struggled with people. And every city that he went to, someone rose up to fight against him, to try to cause him uh, harm and hurt. And eventually, when he gets to the book of Ephesians, that's, you know, as he's Mm -hmm. journeying, he learns from the Holy Spirit a secret that his problem isn't the people. That's not who's bothering him. It's the Spirit that's operating through the people. That is his issue that that's causing the trouble or the discomfort that he is facing. So you can see as he matures in the Lord, how, and when the Holy Spirit reveals this to him, how it shifts his walk and how it shifts his understanding, his peace, and how he engages with the people around him. The compassion of God rises up on the inside of him, but also the spiritual warrior rises up on the inside Mm -hmm. of him. Do you have something you want to say about that, honey? Yes, and it goes back to what we actually opened up with. Natural example, right? Laws of armed conflict and all that. But there are, anytime there's, I'll say, you could say an invasion, a war breaks out, whatever Mm -hmm. the case is, you must understand who the enemy is mm-hmm. 
or it will not go well for your your unit, your mm-hmm. your force, right? Absolutely. In this case, well, I'll, actually, I'll say it in, in any wartime situation, the enemy is always looking to utilize the people in some way, shape, or form, mm-hmm. whether that it's wittingly or unwittingly or through means like coercion mm-hmm. in order to have them fulfill their objectives mm-hmm. and against the uh, the enemy or opposing force, right? Mm-hmm. What they consider, what the enemy considers the enemy. So you or, or me, right? Us. So for us, we have to understand who the enemy is and what's happening. So everybody doesn't become the enemy, mm-hmm. right? There should be very clear distinguishing lines and factors. Now, mm-hmm. but also being able to understand or discern if this if an individual is actively or willingly, wittingly, full knowledge and willingness participating with the enemy, mm-hmm. or they are unwittingly or unwillingly being utilized by the enemy force to enact what the enemy wants to accomplish. Amen. So before you get into this, take a moment and check your heart with God. If you have any kind of anger in you and you're going, those people or so-and-so did this and that and the other to me, and you just don't know, you're not quite ready for this just yet. You need to take some time and forgive with the Lord and come to a place Mm -hmm. of rest with him to um, understand that he's got you and he has a method to, de- to deliver you and to deal with these kinds of situations. But none of it ever involves you being uh, personally angered or um, unforgiving, bitter, or and absolutely not developing hatred towards any person because they choose to cooperate with the adversary. God is not um, slack and you will never be at a loss if you approach things God's way. God, at the same time, God is not uh, a timid mouse in the corner. He's not afraid. He is not weak-minded, and he does not acquiesce his position to the adversary just because a human doesn't agree with him. So there is balance in the kingdom of God, and we are going to walk through that and find out what it is. So back to the Apostle Paul for just one second. Go back and read the the account of Acts where it talks about his life, and you'll notice that every city he went through, people showed up. And they started saying all but identical words to him. Absolutely. Different people, but they were all saying the same thing. And to the untrained eye, you could go, what am I doing wrong? How can this be? Everybody keeps saying the same thing. But as the we talked, we mentioned earlier, the Holy Spirit gave him revelation about his grace being sufficient and mm-hmm. the truth about what was happening to him, that, that the persecution wasn't from the people themselves. It was from the adversary. That's why all these different people from different walks of life were saying the same thing was because they were operating by the same demonic spirit behind that activity. And then once the Apostle Paul found that out, it it was a game changer for him. And you can just see the shift. In, and as you look at his writings, how they developed, the, the letters that he wrote, mm-hmm. if you looked at his journey and the confidence that he had, especially the steadfastness he had towards the end of his ministry, that is something that we should take note of because this is a a brother who has gone before us, a brother in Christ who has gone before us and the Lord gave us the word of God so that we can look at 
the examples that are there contained in the word of God and see what helped them to grow and connect with the Holy Spirit with more information so he can expound upon it and tell us how to apply that in our life and show us the nuances of this is what it looks like in your life. But it's the same thing. It's the same kind of um, scenario or circumstance that you're facing. So it's not if you're walking in line with God and you're walking in absolute obedience with the with the Lord and people hate you or they don't understand you or they reject you, it's not about you. It's the spirit behind it. And exactly. it's really Christ that they're Christ in you that they're trying to fight against. They're trying to fight against the Lord. You just happen to be the target. So 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 to say this very direct, very, very plainly, let's identify who the enemy is again, mm-hmm. right? It is the enemy is Satan and and those that went with him. So they are the principalities, powers, rulers of dark of the darkness of this age. They are the spiritual hosts of wickedness in the heavenly places. That is who the enemy is. Mm-hmm. Now it's now clearly defined. Mm-hmm. So we can take it. <laughs> Hopefully you didn't have this, right? But now that you've learned this, take your eyes off the people and understand the spirit operating behind them if they are in opposition to you doing the will of the Lord. And more so opposition to the Lord Amen. working through you. So, um, and when when you see in the scriptures where it says heavenly places, don't imagine in your mind a far off distant place all across space. No, <laughs> that means the atmosphere, the unseen atmosphere around humans here on earth. They are doing their work in the earth and there is a, a realm that you could imagine it's slightly above the earth, but it's still impacting the earth. That's where they're transacting their business. They're not off on Pluto and Saturn. So bring on, come on back <laughs> right here and realize that the war is happening around you. You just can't see the initial activity unless you have um, the Holy Spirit revealing that to Amen. you, but you can see the effects of that activity. Um, and you can just look at it that with your natural eyes, the effect of demonic um, activity happening in the unseen realm. You can see that with the naked eye. But if you are untrained, you won't attribute it rightly to demonic activity. You just think, oh, they're crazy, or oh, these people are really mean, or any variety of of other um, excuses or (laughs) things you might think of. Oh, honey, go ahead. Oh, I I was waiting on you to actually bring us to the, the first point. Oh, okay. Because I right. think that's that's where we need to be at right now. All right. We've so, clearly identified the enemy. So let's understand what our role is and our rights. All right. Well, we have the right to command the wicked forces operating through humans, but not the humans themselves. And we're talking about this in the basic components of spiritual warfare, not managing your household or things of that nature. Mm-hmm. So it's the wicked spirits behind it that you command. And that you have the right to through your covenant relationship with Jesus Christ and with the name of Jesus Christ, right? Through the name of Jesus Christ to command those wicked forces that are operating through humans. So let's look at a few examples and let's do some comparisons because the Lord is here to destroy the works of the devil, but he's not here to destroy the people. And so for us, because we are spiritual beings and we live in a natural place, um, we, we have to occupy both arenas, being spiritually minded and aware of spiritual things, but also operate in the natural arena or the seen realm 
we have to be aware that we don't get those things confused and become focused and targeted on the people. And we think that getting rid of the person is the solution to our problem or destroying the person is going to answer the, the problem. So like we talked about for the apostle Paul, even though he fled to other cities, there was still a new person, but saying the same thing. So he could have kept killing all the people if that were the route he chose to take, right? He could have taken his sword and, and went through all the people that rose up against him. But then that still wouldn't have solved his problem because the demonic spirit would have just moved to another person or used another vessel to say the same thing. So he would have never had any kind of peace, right? <laughs> because it wasn't a human problem. It was a spiritual problem. It was a wicked spirit problem that he needed to use his mouth to command, Amen. which we see him do that. And we'll, we'll talk about that a little bit later, but let's look at our first scripture. Um, first John three, eight. Actually, let's, let's read seven and eight. Oh, okay. It says little children, let no one deceive you. He who practices righteousness is righteous just as he is righteous. Mm-hmm. He who sins is of the devil. For the devil has sinned from the beginning. For this purpose, the Son of God was manifested, that he might destroy the works of the devil. Amen. Very clear. So he was addressing the people, right? He said, your children, little children. And he's talking about the people of God. But then he didn't say he came to destroy the unbeliever, but he said Mm. he came to destroy the works of the devil. Amen. All right. Now let's compare that with John 10.10. And we're just going to look at a few scriptures um, so we can get a clear comparison of what God is saying and doing and what his focus is and what the target of his spiritual warfare was. All right, John 10, 10. The thief does not come except to steal and to kill and to destroy. I have come that they may have life and that they may have it more abundantly. Amen. And then you can... Um, you can just take us through those scriptures and just tell us which one you're reading at the time, honey. All right, and now we are going to John three sixteen. <clears throat> it says, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whoever believes in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. Amen. And then we're going to go to James chapter 4. And we're going to look at verses 8 through 12. It says, Draw near to God, and he will draw near to you. Cleanse your hands, you sinners, and purify your hearts, you double-minded. Lament and mourn and weep. Let your laughter be turned into mourning and your joy to gloom. Humble yourselves in the sight of the Lord, and he will lift you up. Do not speak evil of one another, brethren. He who speaks evil of a brother and judges his brother speaks evil of the law and judges the law. But if you judge the law, you are not a doer of the law, but a judge. There is one lawgiver who is able to save and to destroy. Who are you to judge one another? Amen. And so that's not saying that you can't identify actions that are improper or incorrect or contrary to the Lord. But there's a difference between saying that's wrong and saying and saying you're wrong. And there's a difference between um, edifying and restoring one in love, a brother or a sister in Christ in love, and trying to 
do them in and get rid of them or painting a target on their back and you fighting against them actively. Go ahead, my love. Uh, Actually, we're going to look at Romans 14 and we're going to look at verses 19 and 20. It says, Therefore, let us pursue the things which make for peace and the things by which one may edify another. Do not destroy the work of God for the sake of food. All things indeed are pure, but it is evil for the man who eats with offense. Amen. So the key part of that scripture that we, we read, um, and don't focus in on the food, but he was saying, don't destroy the work of God. So he's like, don't, don't let food be the thing that causes the work of God to be destroyed. So we're not here to destroy the work of God. God Amen. is concerned about the people. And this is the time and the season for them to be saved. There will be a time when the Lord says time is enough. And that's going to happen on an individual level. And it's going to happen on a grand level. God is the judge. And he's got that. There's one lawgiver. And he's taking care of that. Our job is to, for the people, be the ministry of reconciliation. Doesn't mean that we are doormats. Because Christ was absolutely not a doormat. (laughs) He was not foolish. He was not weak. And he was not unwise. So God is not asking us to do that. But he did tell us to be wise as serpents, yet harmless as doves. So the dove part is... Un, not harming the people, but understanding and, and scrutinize the spirit working behind it as well so that we can deal with the spirit and save the people. Remember the, the demoniac and the Gadarenes. Remember the, the child that we read about in our case studies that was, um, calls him a lunatic, but he had a, a wicked mm-hmm. spirit, a deaf and a dumb spirit that threw him into the fire and caused him to have convulsions and all that kind of stuff. And Jesus didn't go and punch the boy in the eyes and start shaking the boy and be (laughs) angry and wasn't angered or upset with the boy. He spoke to the spirit behind it and set the boy free because he realized that the the boy was being oppressed by the devil. And, and the same with the demoniac at the Gadarenes or Gerasenes, Mm -hmm. right? It was the same thing. There was not the individual Although people up to that point had dealt with the individual. Mm-hmm. Tried to put him in chains, tried exactly. to handle it from a natural standpoint. Where Jesus addressed the spirits mm-hmm. behind it. Absolutely. And then the man was set free and delivered, put and his clothes on and went found on Found in his right mind. Glory to God and went back and ministered to the people as the Lord instructed him to do. So if we just stay in, if we can just stay in line with Jesus Christ, the Lord will have his reign and his rule in this earth. And we will actually see the kingdom of God come and set up and manifest in the natural realm the way we desire to. Well, and, and let's let's even go a step further, right? Because we're talking about, in, in the last scripture we just read, not being offended, mm-hmm. whether it's over food or anything else, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Jesus commanded his disciples to love one another as he loved them. Mm-hmm. Well, and, the, and love your neighbor as yourself. So exactly. that includes everybody. That fulfills the law and the prophets, both those that are saved or professed. Mm-hmm to be in Christ, right, as, as disciples or believers in the Lord, and those that are in opposition to him. Mm-hmm. Well, guess what? I can then, if I love the Lord, then I can offer grace, even to someone who, whether they know it or not, has participated with the adversary mm-hmm. to come against the Lord through me. Mm-hmm. And and that's what they're going to do. And I say that, let's understand this, because... When people, well, even with Moses and Aaron, right, as an example, mm-hmm. the Lord said, hey, and we've, we brought this up before, so I'm going to paraphrase it. He said, they're not speaking out against you. They're really talking against me. 
mm-hmm. is no different for us. Let's understand why that's the case. Because people don't typically see the Lord, but they see you and I. Mm-hmm. So they're going to lash out at what they can see, those that are in opposition to the Lord. Mm-hmm. Those that receive the Lord will also receive his servants. Amen. So let's just understand why that is the case. But the whole point of what the adversary attempts to do is utilize people to discourage us and to get us to shift our focus off of the adversary and mm-hmm. onto, well, the well, what many in the natural would perceive this the issue or um, what's causing the circumstance to be, although it's inaccurate. Mm-hmm. And if the adversary can get us to shift our focus off of him being the target mm-hmm. and shift it to people being the target, we'll lose. Because Absolutely. then it, it becomes a battle of two free moral agents, <laughs> right? And then one of them has an accountability to God. So you're going to double lose on both ends because now you're going to have a reason to repent before your Lord. And the other person may be physically stronger than you or have more money than you or have more connections than you or whatever it is, have mm-hmm. some kind of advantage. So if we try to keep it a natural against natural um, arena, we don't win. But when we come over to the spiritual realm and we get after it the way the Lord lays it out for us too, we have victory after victory after victory each Amen. and every time and nothing and no one can stop us or stand against us. And again, we're not using our weapons of warfare to be manipulative or try to change things the way we want them to go, but we are using them according to the will and the good pleasure of God to do what he wants us to do so that his kingdom come and his, comes and his will is done on earth as it is in heaven. Second Corinthians two fourteen and 15 says this, Now thanks be to God who always leads us in triumph in Christ and through us diffuses the fragrance of his knowledge in every place. For we are to God the fragrance of Christ among those who are being saved and among those who are perishing. Actually, let me just read the the next couple of verses. To one, to the one, we are the aroma of death leading to death. And to the other, we are the aroma of life leading to life. And who is sufficient for these things? So when the world comes in contact with us, those who are, who are destined to become a part of the kingdom of God will go, you smell like life to me. You smell Mm -hmm. like Jesus. I got to get close to you. I need to be near him. Right. And they may not even understand to articulate it that way, but for those who are, (laughs) um, captivated by the adversary in their mind, they will flee, they will run. And those who do not want to be free will go, Oh, it's repulsive. You stink. It's repugnant. They will want to flee or attack the things that look like God because they're operating by their father, the devil. And when we see that we should not be angry with them, we should pity them. Right. Do you remember our Lord and savior in Luke 23, when he was on the cross being murdered in the midst of that, that natural crime, what did he say? Father, forgive them for they know not what they do. Don't hold this charge against them. So we need to have the same mindset and attitude. And again, focus on the target, which is the adversary and keep to our right to command the wicked forces operating through humans, but not try to control and manipulate the humans. Okay. And again, that's just a basic concept of, or component of spiritual warfare. We're going to pause there for today, um, so that way we can be timely with this episode, and then we'll pick up on the next episode and continue um, as we journey through the target of our warfare as a part of our intro to spiritual warfare um, section of the God's Warriors basic training. 
We have enjoyed this time with you. If you have any questions, please don't hesitate to reach out to us. And by questions, <laughs> I mean, you've studied the word, you've asked the Holy Spirit, you've got wisdom and counsel, and you, you are looking for genuine understanding. Please don't hesitate to send us an email at ministry at a day of prayer.org. We would love to connect with you and help you through your growth process with the Lord. If this is your first time joining us, I encourage you to go back to the beginning of the God's Warrior series and come through each of the lessons, get the labs, do the downloads, and go with us step-by-step through this process so that you can grow to the fullness of what God has for you. And I had an opportunity to um, speak with someone today, and they just reminded me and let me know that they didn't understand many of the things that I said to them beforehand. But today, it all makes sense. Hallelujah. <laughs> and not sense to the natural, but their spiritual man and their natural man have come together to catch up with the word of God that was being poured into their life over many, many years. Mm-hmm. So that happens with us as believers. God will be speaking to us and he'll be ministering to us because he tells us things before we need it. So even if you think I've got it, I don't know if I want it. I don't need all that. I'm encouraging to go back and listen and come through it and walk through it together with us. And you can do that as quickly or as slowly as you want to. Well, we've enjoyed this time with you. We love you. And I just want to remind you to live your life in the Messiah's love. God bless you. Want to know more about a day of prayer? Sign up for our newsletter where you'll get the latest updates on the ministry, inspiring messages, and coupon codes for the merch shop. Visit our website, adayofprayer.org. Click on connect in the menu bar and complete the form. Be sure to check the box that says subscribe.